Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Jesus. Ooh. Feeling a bit undone this morning. Wow. Anybody else feeling a bit undone? Praise Jesus, you know. Like when, when God sees something should happen. No. <laughs> you know, if nothing's happening in our lives, then I wonder. Amen. Something's not going right if something's not happening when God's around. Have you noticed that? Oh, hallelujah. It's okay. Whoa. Wow. Why don't you just turn to someone and say, God is just, he just loves you so much. You know what, I want you to do that again. I actually want you to lock into that. You know, because you know, you know what he doesn't, he doesn't just say, um, I just love you so much. He actually eyeballed you and says, God loves you so much. Why don't you turn to someone and just look into their eyes and say, God loves you so much. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for fresh grace coming upon each one of us now, Lord. Fresh grace. There's a very good opportunity for you to receive fresh grace right there because those, those things aren't words. You know, every time he speaks, there's something that he wants to gift you with. I want to say, Father, thank you for fresh grace. Coming upon me right now. Helping me to engage with your presence more fully this morning, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, help me engage with the grace that you are pouring out in this place right now. Hallelujah. Speak to my heart. <laughs> Speak to the heart of your people today so that we not only hear from you, hear your truth, but we experience your truth. It becomes our reality. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we just shout to God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Can someone get me some water, please, Toby? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. That's awesome. Thank you. Hey. Were you touched by Michelle's testimony this morning? Yes. Can I tell you that so many other people, not to make that small, that's amazing, but I've had so many testimonies this week of just that happening. Yeah, there's a corporate anointing of deliverance happening when we gather in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, his anointing, his presence isn't harsh. It's, it's easy to be born. It's like he can show you stuff and reveal things to you that once would, 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 would traumatize you, but it actually releases you from trauma. 
<laughs> he can remind you of times in your life where you so needed him and didn't know that he was there. But he reminds you and says, I was actually there right then and this is how I see that and this is how I see you. Bless the Lord. And it doesn't traumatize you. It's actually healing. It brings healing to your heart. It brings healing to your soul. It brings healing to your body because often our bodies are afflicted because of pain in our heart. Yeah? So there's a freedom even being released right now in the atmosphere. Bless the Lord. He wants us to know that he's real. He wants us to experience the truth of his word. Amen? That it, it not be mere knowledge without experience. He says, I want you to encounter me. Oh, hallelujah. Amen? And there's just prolific encounters being poured out even right now. Yeah. So many of those testimonies from Wednesday night, as they left, as they left and as they went home, and days afterwards, there's an unwrapping, a layer after layer after layer being removed and strengthening hearts that can be, become so strong that we can become so vulnerable. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That all the facade gets broken off and we can become vulnerable before God where, where healing just invades our hearts and our lives and our bodies. Oh, hallelujah. We become so, and then we become vulnerable with each other because it's through each other's testimonies, our vulnerability, that true relationship begins to happen. Oh, hallelujah. You know, who's looking for real relationships, yeah? For the facade to be broken off, that we can be real with one another. Amen? And where we've experienced the comfort of God, we can be comfort to one another. Hallelujah, because your testimony doesn't stay with you when you're vulnerable enough to share it as Michelle was this morning. We all got invited into a, a very, very uh, a precious part of her world this morning. What a privilege that was. Amen. And that privilege and that encounter was released into the atmosphere. Us, It might be slightly different what we need, but I tell you what, we need the same God. I said we need the same God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we need him to crash into our world. Bless the Lord. Hey. So even with just speaking right there, encounters were released. Amen. We prayed. We prayed for the grace. We prayed for his grace to come upon us, to help us engage with him. To help us engage with his word. And not to receive the word as mere words from man, but to receive it as words from God. The words that he watches over to bring to pass. And even, you know, we've had so many words released into the atmosphere already this morning. And he's watching over us and he's waiting for our, for that, for our hearts to be vulnerable enough to receive what he's saying so that he can begin to transform our lives in a greater way. That we can actually encounter him, you see, because he comes, he comes and he wants us to look into his word. He wants us to hear his word, right, so that we actually, um, in our journey, we're going from one degree of glory to another as we, as we look into this mirror. And the facet of him that he wants to reveal to us, even today. So I've got a message today and um, praise Jesus. That he will draw out of me what he wants me to bring because it would be impossible for him to, for me to go through it all today. But I'm going to start with a scripture and, 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 and a book which uh, some might not look at and think it's a redemptive scripture. But let's go. To, it is so much. We see the redemptive heart of God in it. So let's go to Job. Hey. Hey. 
23. Amen. Chapter 23. And uh, we're going to read from verse 8 right now. You okay? You're traveling with me? I'll try to stick to my notes as much as possible. So I really believe this is on the heart of the Father for us today. You, you looking for, you, you're getting ready for some redemption to take place in your life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. As I said before, and I'll say it again, the word comes with an invitation for us to actually experience it. So position your hearts. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So verse 8, it says, look, I go forward. Anyone sense they're going forward? We could sit all morning on this scripture, this one passage of scripture. But he is not there. And backward. But I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. Someone say, he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. <laughs> Woo! Someone say, I shall come forth as gold. Okay, so it's obvious here that, that Job is in a time in his life where he's thinking, God, where are you? Can anyone relate? Yeah? Can anyone relate to that? He's at this time of his life where he says, I can't find you. Okay? I, I can't see you working here. I can't see or understand what you're doing. This is where he was. He's saying, I'm searching for you, but I can't find you. He's saying, you seem to be unconcerned and silent. Anyone ever experienced that? One or two of us have. Somehow I don't believe you all. I just think you're being timid. Yeah, you are. Ha ha. Hey, but Job felt this way. You know, because he felt that way, it didn't mean that God wasn't there. Because he says, I know you know the way that I go. I'm just having trouble right now seeing you in this situation. He's explaining how he felt. You know, all scripture is truly written, but all is not necessarily statements of God's truth. People are speaking about their experience and how they, how they felt at the time in many cases. But he's saying, well, Lord, where are you? I need you. I need you, Josh. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Turn to someone and say, I need you too. <laughs> He's saying, Lord, I need you. Now, what had happened? He'd lost his family. He'd lost his wealth. He'd lost his health. He'd lost his friends. He had lost everything that he valued. And now he's not finding God. He's saying, God, where are you? Where are you? He's saying, I, I, I'm going forward, meaning I haven't given up. Anyone not given up around here? This is actually going to end up really good, so... Don't, don't get upset about it all. But He's saying, I'm going forward. I haven't given up. I'm still moving in the right direction, but I can't find you. I went backward. I went backward. 
And sometimes we can look back, and I think it's looking back and say, well, what did I do back there that caused me to be in a place today where I, I feel I can't find you? Because I'm not finding the answer. I turned left. So I like to think about that. This is my message. I'm preaching it this way. I went left. I went right out on left field. That means I lost my way completely. I went right out there. Yeah? Right out on left field. As a matter of fact, some people are even doing that right now in the body of Christ. You know, I'm going to try to find another way. I'm going to find answers by following another path. Yeah, I might check out another religion or I might try yoga. Or I might, you know, <laughs> go and have my tarot cards read or whatever, you know. But then I turned back to the right hand. Yeah? Then I turned back to the right hand. It sounds like, to me, it was sort of like in a bit of a maze. He was going backwards, going forward, going to the right, going to the left. But he was trying to find God. Yeah? But sometimes he found himself looking for him in the wrong places. Do you know that we can find that? We can, yeah. we can look for satisfaction. We can look for the answers. But we know inside that we're, we're actually looking in all the wrong places. Yeah? Hallelujah. You'd think that if you kept to the right that you'd be okay because you're going the right way if you're turning to the right. I remember him saying to Joshua, he says, don't turn to the right or to the left of it. Stay straight on, stay straight on. Look, eyes fixed on me. Yeah. yeah, Meditate on that word that I have given you. Stay there whether you can see anything happening right now or not. I want you to know that I know the way of your path and I have a purpose for you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I love what he says at the end of this scripture uh, at the end of verse 10, he says, he says, I don't know where I am, but I know that you know where I am. I know that you know the path that I take. You know, the scripture tells us that his eye is on the sparrow, mate, and his eye is upon you. Turn to someone and say, his eye is upon you. He hasn't missed a thing. His eye is upon us. Even when we don't know where he is, though we do know where he is. Amen. We know it's on the inside of us, but we can't see the manifestation. It's like we can't, I can't, I, I know you're with me, but I can't see the evidence of you being with me. But we know, we know in the deepest part, the recesses of our heart, we know that he is with us and that he knows our name. Amen. Amen? And he knows our address. And he knows where we're at right now. And the fact is that he cares about where we're at right now. Oh, glory to God. Is that right? To, uh, it, it, it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says he cares, Amplified Version says, he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. He knows your address. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What he stored, has stored up for you individually is not going to the wrong address. <laughs> it's not going to the wrong address. It's going to arrive right <laughs> at, at your doorstep. Hallelujah. <laughs> Job, uh, in verse 10, he says, back to Job, he says, uh, I love this statement. It's, and when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. You know, I love that scripture. I'll come forth as gold. 
That means I'm going to see him. You know, I, I love where the, where the scripture says, Lord, you are my gold and my precious silver treasure. Hallelujah. You see, all was lost, but he was looking for him because he is our precious silver treasure. Yeah? Oh, bless the Lord. Sometimes we, on our journey, we actually get to that place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Where we actually realize that he is the only one that matters, that he is our gold, that he is our precious silver treasure. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When you experience his peace, when you, his, you experience his sense of well-being, when you experience his presence in the midst, you begin to realize, hey, you're exactly what I was looking for. Because I remember that Jesus said to me, while I'm on this earth, I will have tribulation. But he said to me, be of good cheer because I have overcome it. I have deprived it of power over you. Glory to God. So when I get to that place where I realize it's not the houses and the lands and the stuff and all the stuff that I was looking for, but it's actually him. He becomes my gold. You know, he's the awakening. He's the, he awakens me to realize that I, he is the one that I have always been looking for. I can have him, but maybe I've found that, that truth or experienced that truth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, Romans eleven thirty four says, Who has known the mind of God and who can understand it? There are things that happen in our life, guys, that we can't understand. Put your hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we can all do that. You know, but, but what I love about this is that he's not offended at God because... He's not enjoying the process. You know, sometimes we can become offended at God because we're not enjoying the process. When things become too hard to understand, when things aren't panning out the way we thought they should. Ever experienced that? Or am I the only one that's being vulnerable right now? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know what? Faith stands up and says, I praised you. When everything was going well, when everything was smooth sailing. And I have no intention of not praising you now in my lack of understanding. You see, the enemy that wants us to stop praising him in our lack of understanding. But faith says, I'm going to praise you in the good and I'm going to praise you when I can't find you. Because I know you're watching over me. Amen. Hallelujah. James 1, you can turn with me to that. This, uh, um, Guys, I don't think I put that up, up there with you. I'm sorry. James 1, verse 3 to 4 in the Amplified Classic. If you can find that, that would be great. If not, i just get you guys to listen, listen to me. It says, Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith... You see, faith stands and worships God when there's no natural evidence. But the Word of God is enough evidence, all the evidence they need that he's speaking truly. Yeah? yeah? yeah. Glory to God. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. Yeah. 
You see, there's some qualities that are in you that you need to see that you have. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Not that you have to get, but you need to see that you've got it. I love it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You see, the proving and the trialing of your faith is to actually show you that you are a person of faith. Is to actually reveal to you that you have heard from God. Bless the Lord. When you're still standing, you believe you've heard from God. I tell you, there's been times in my life, yes, here I am really vulnerable right now. may have heard it before, but we can hear it again. When I've thought, hey, did I really sign up for this? I'm out of here. <laughs> Queensland looks really good to me right now. <laughs> I have thought that. And the Lord said to me, he said, you can't get away from yourself. You've heard from me. I'm going to be where you are. You go there, I'm there too. Reminding you of what I said to you, where you were, where you were. When you were, where you were. Did that make sense? Amen. I haven't changed my mind. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And during this time, during this time, you're going to... you're. You're going to see the endurance and steadfastness and the patience that I have placed on the inside of it. But it says, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play. Have full play in you. I'm with you. I'm watching you. I'm on you. I'm with you on this journey. But they have a part to play in your life. The attributes that I have placed on the inside of you, I want to use them for your benefit. As you lean into me. Have full play and do a thorough work that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no faults, lacking in nothing. Glory to God. You see, we are in the process of becoming and experiencing who we are. Who we already are. We're not in the process of getting, we're in the process of becoming. Oh, hey, come on. That's good preaching right there. That's a good word. Amen. Glory to God. I have to preach it again so I know that you got it. When I know that you got it, you'll be standing up going, hallelujah, praise God. Amen. Bless the Lord. In John 11, we see another family. Hallelujah. Who knew Jesus very well and they'd spent time in their home. He'd spent time in their home. He'd been eating with them at their table. It was Martha in her servitude, Mary in her adoration of Jesus, and it was Lazarus who was a very good friend. His sisters described him to Jesus as the friend that you love. Lazarus, the one that you love. This family, were, they lived together um, and Jesus was, uh, they sent a message that Jesus was told that Lazarus was dying and they want you to come. And Jesus said, I will be there. Anyone heard that promise? I will be there. Yeah. yeah? They knew he was coming and they were expectant, waiting and waiting. But Lazarus was not improving. Now, these people were real people like you and I. You know, it's not a story. It's not, it's not, uh, was this, this story, was, it wasn't a story to them. It was actually their life experience where their brother was dying and he was getting worse every day and Jesus had given them the promise that he was going to be there. And they expected him to heal him. That's why they called upon him. 
But we know that Jesus actually arrived four days after he had actually died. Do you think that there might have been some disappointment there? You know, we called you and we know your character. We know you. We know that you love us. But, you know, you're not here. And we actually needed you four days ago. You know, Jesus had a much better plan in store for them. A much greater plan in store for them. It looked like he was doing nothing about it, but he had a greater plan. Yeah? Bless the Lord. God's got a greater plan than you could possibly think up or dream or pray about. He's got a greater plan. Yeah? And he was, he was willing to, to know that they were in, in their grief, in their trauma. He was, he was willing to allow them to go through that because he knew the plan that he had was going to touch not only their lives but the lives of their community, the lives of their nation and the lives of people like you and I that are sitting here right now hearing about this testimony that is written. That it's not just another healing but it's an amazing account of where Lazarus was raised from the dead after being dead four days. He said, I'm going to do more than than you could possibly think that I could do for you. Why? Because I love you more than you realise that I love you. Thank you, Father. He said in John eleven fifteen, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there. I mean, you wouldn't want to hear that from your friends when your brother is in the tomb. They'd already had the funeral, guys. He was in the tomb. You wouldn't want to hear that. Because he said it will help you to believe, to trust and rely on me. It's going to help you to believe and trust and rely on me. Regardless of what you're going through, you're going to trust me, you're going to believe in me and you're going to rely on me on a level that you never thought it was possible for you to believe in me. I'm glad I wasn't there for your sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll skip right along. I'll skip right along. And I'm going to finish here on this scripture. And I'm trusting God that he's releasing something that is far greater than words could say this morning. Yeah? I'm just trusting him that he's releasing more than I can say. He can do that. I mean, he released more than we would probably say when he stood in front of that tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. That's all he said. And God's saying, there's some Lazaruses. There's some things in our life that we would say were dead and gone and hopeless. But what he's saying today is, if you get a hold of it, if you catch a hold of it with your heart and put your head where it belongs sometimes, your mind, bring it subject... And allow him to say to you, Lazarus, come forth. Amen? Resurrection power. Amen? As I said, they'd already had the funeral. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. New King James Version. Therefore we do not lose heart. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Even though our outward man is perishing. Think of Lazarus. I think in one version they say he actually smelt. His body was decomposing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Guys, we're in this journey too. 
But he's saying it's but for a moment. Is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. It is working for us. Oh, come on. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You know, God's got some things prepared for you that you're just not ready to receive yet. Because if you've got it, you think, oh, what do I do with that? Oh. You do it. Yeah? I did that when God asked us to plant the church. Can we find someone else to do that? (laughs) Anyway, it's a process. Someone say, I'm in a process. Bless the Lord. Exceeding exceeding an eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal hallelujah 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 amen this is what we're in rejoice James said, count it all joy when you turn to, uh, to fall into diverse temptations, knowing that there's a process that you're going to go through that's going to bring forth, wow, God's stuff that's on the inside of you that you didn't even know was there. Without the test, you didn't even know you had it. Woo! Wow, Seriously? He's on the inside of me. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. And I was sharing with Isaac earlier this morning, I spent a considerable amount of time last night, uh, yesterday, reading the book, The Heavenly Man. Has anyone read it? Can I have a hand? Hands there? Yeah? May I see? God's on it, see. Oh, if Chloe read it, God's on it. <laughs> and I was just in absolute awe. I was in awe of what this man went through and the miracles that were experienced while he was going through it. I mean, he was in prison twice. He spent years in prison. He was persecuted. He was beaten. He fasted for 75 days. And when he finished that fast, this is just one thing, 75 days fasting and he was getting more uh, beatings from the, from the, uh, the, the officials, the guards and all the rest of it. And he, something rose up on the inside of him and stood him on his feet. He was skin and bone. He didn't have anything to, muscles to hold his bones up. But that something was God. And and, and he ended up preaching and telling them to get down on their knees and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. Commanding them to. Guess what? They did. Oh, come on. You see, God was working something. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm wrecked, mate. Yeah. Presence of God's all, I'm just wrecked. I'm thinking far out, you know, like I'm concerned because I've run out of Vegemite. I mean, really, no, it's someone else's story maybe. Maybe that was a word of knowledge for someone who ran out of Vegemite yesterday. But, you know, like, come on. Yeah? This stuff that we experience actually shows us what's on the inside and what's on the inside is not a what but a who and it's him. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand up because I've got to stop and I don't want to keep you any longer. Holy. Actually, I do. If I had my way, I'd say, go and have some lunch and come back and we'll have a really good afternoon. Amen. Can you lift your hand if God's spoken to you at all today? 
Praise God. If you haven't got your hand up, I'll pray for you. Like, come up. Come up to the altar call if you never heard from God today. Right? And, and, and uh, I'll, pr- I'll pray for you. That was really cheeky of me, Joshua, to say that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, can I have the band up, please? Oh, I don't like to call you a band. I'm sorry, worship team. It's not good. Not good. Yeah. Bless the Lord. And before, yeah, I know, I know. Before we uh, have an altar call, and uh, I'd like you to come up and drop some things at Jesus' feet. And I'd love to anoint you with oil because I believe the anointing is here to destroy every yoke and remove every burden off your life. And if you've been burdened with offence, if you've been offended at God, yeah? Anyone ever been offended at God? You know, a few, a few weeks ago we had, a couple of weeks ago we had an altar call and uh, people ran from the back of the congregation to the front and many lives were touched and people were absolutely <sighs> transformed. So we've turned and I would suggest that we keep on coming until every hindrance is removed and every blockage, amen, is removed and broken fellowship the way he wants it to be, which we have ne- may, may have never experienced, is restored back to what his heart intention has always been for his church. So I'm encouraging you to come up. I don't care if you came last week, whether you got prayer this, I'm encouraging you to come up and have the team anoint you with oil again. And we're going to believe and put pressure on the anointing to destroy those yokes, remove those burdens and bring transformation into your life. Amen? It all work in. Before we do that, we're going to have a, we've got another thing to celebrate, not another thing, another little person. We've got another little person to celebrate. Another gift from God. Laura Jane and Jason. Come up, guys. Come on. Come on. We've got another little person. There's actually three little people walking up here right now. Bless the Lord. Be fruitful and multiply, guys. You took that seriously. Come on, let's give it up and celebrate God and His goodness. How amazing. You know what? We are so excited because we just can't get enough of you guys. We can't get enough of people like you. God needs more people like you. He needs more of you. And so what he's doing is he's, he's, he's just giving you another number four, right? Because he hasn't quite completed this family yet because he needs more of you. There's gifts and the callings on your lives, right? Aren't going to fit in two people. They never fit in your generations before you, right? They couldn't contain it all. Okay, they had their bit, but they can't contain it all. This is generational blessing, generational uh, gifting, generational anointing, which is increasing from generation to generation to generation. Yeah? So this, this is beautiful that we have a baby, a new baby coming here. Right, that's what's happening here, guys. Baby. But there's an eternal purpose. Right? He needs another one to contain the legacy 
to increase the legacy. Amen. And, and, and for their legacy to go forth. Yeah. Okay. So there's diversities of giftings in the girls, right? But this next one to come is going to be carrying stuff that uh, is individual for, for them. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Haven't got a direct word yet well, I've had with, with uh, others, but I, I do have that. I, I know that that's, a, that's the case. And so we look to the eternal. And so therefore we know that there's a grace that God's going to bestow on you. And I'd even say right now, I'd bestow on you. For this season of, of pregnancy, this season of um, the house, your house being readied, there's a grace that you haven't experienced before. But if you weren't experiencing this fourth one, you would not have ever experienced it. So, see, because he's enough in everything. Yeah? He, he's enough in every way and in everything. Okay, so you're receiving that right now? Yep. So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for the grace. You're enabling grace, Father. The tent pegs are being stretched, but they're also at the same time being reinforced to carry the structure that you're building. The foundations are deep. We thank you for the depth of the foundations. Oh, glory to God. We thank you for the depth of the foundation that can carry the structure. Oh, hallelujah. That can carry it strong, steady, upright. Strong, steady, upright. Strong, steady, upright. Hey! Got your arms, got your hands extended? Come on. Family. We're family. We're family. We're family. Thank you, Father. You know what? You're blessed, you're happy, and you're fortunate to the point of being envied. Glory to God. Envy, a good envy, a holy envy. Yeah? In other words, I just want to be just like you. Show me how you do it. Show me how you did it. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. To parent and to do family on a level that the world is unfamiliar with and bring glory to God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We honour you guys. We honour you guys. We honour you guys. We honour you guys. We honour you. We honour you. We honour you. We honour you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Be blessed, guys. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I just encourage you, if you have children in children's ministry, to go and release uh, our uh, workers. And you can bring your children in here. They can have prayer with you. It's a family church. We need them to receive everything that God has for them, always. Amen? So uh, be blessed. Come up. We'll pray for you. I see anointings. Hallelujah. I see the anointing. It's here to destroy the yoke and remove the burdens off your life. Whatever they may be, God knows exactly what you need. Just begin to worship God. Just put your hand on your heart. Just get, just get ready to receive. You know, it's not about your might or your power. It's about Jesus and His willingness to touch your life.